The Irish language is one of the oldest living languages in Europe, and while many of us don't speak it on a daily basis, you might not realise the extent to which we use Irish words or words derived from Irish in everyday life. Historian Cathy Scuffle has been giving talks on this subject recently, and uh, Cathy joins me now. Cathy, you're very welcome to The History Show. Thank you very much, Miles. Delighted to be here. The title of the talk is Gwelga Chimpul Oring, which means Irish all around us. What made you decide to look into the topic? What prompted your interest? Well, I think during lockdown, people were trying to find different ways of uh, exploring the past. And one of the community groups that I've been working with, which is the Ballyfermot Festival Committee, they were commemorating Shakta Nagelga and doing it online. So they approached me and asked me, could I find some angle for them? And I would be like the uh, the majority of the population. My Irish would be a little bit shaky, but I have a, a fair idea of it. So I said I'd do something for them by looking at where we use Irish and we don't realise it. So it's really all credit to the group out in Ballyfermot and also a group in the Liberties who are trying to do something similar. OK, well, we'll talk later about the uh, the derivation of Ballyfermot we'll come, we'll come itself. We'll come back to that. Um, there are words that people might think are English, but are actually derived from Irish. Some surprises that you've come across. There are indeed. Now, for example, you've heard people use the phrase galore. So galore actually is an Irish word meaning plenty. We use it in, in, in phraseology and we use it in, in everyday language. I have another one as well. You, you hear people say a slew of things. Well, that comes from the Irish word slua, which means plenty. And of course, brogues, uh, a very highly fashionable item. And it, it's so obvious that it's from the Irish word brogue for shoe. I particularly love it when I hear our American colleagues using the phrase smithereens. And then I start thinking about, wonder, that's definitely one of ours. And of course it is smithereeny, uh, meaning little bits. So there were a lot of little words that we were, we were using in everyday language. Um, the word slogan used for all our marketing events and things like that comes from Sluagurum, which was a battle cry used by the Gaelic clans. So uh, we're not joking when we're trying to rally people around marketing. And then, of course, Banshee. Uh, the children in the Liberties often tell me stories about the Banshee. And of course, that's the Banshee, the fairy woman. So we, we have words that we use. They're there and they are definitely Irish words. You've just given us some smashing examples. I have given you some smashing examples and there's another word for you Miles uh, it's my shin it's my shin is smashing all put together for us so yes it, they are smashing examples it's my shin um, no I, I probably shouldn't say this word it's certainly not politically correct or appropriate in this day and age but still I'm sure widely used in, in Dublin and that's the word mot when uh, relating uh, to somebody's girlfriend where does that come from? Oh, it's still plenty of uh, use of the word mot, uh, whether it's politically correct or not. And again, it's an Irish phrase. Mahan Colleen, a good girl. A good girl was your girlfriend. So Mahan Colleen. So when me and me mot, as one of the lads might say, are going out together, he's going out with his good girl, his girlfriend. A big part of your research on the subject is on place names. And you've been looking specifically at Dublin, but I mean, obviously this can be applied universally all over the country and it's absolutely fascinating. 
there are many place names in Dublin, which maybe we wouldn't have expected quite so much, that are derived from a description of the landscape. Oscar There are, and there are three that are very close together in the area of Dublin that I've been working in. Uh, Drimna, Crumlin and Kimmich are all Irish phrases describing the landscape. So if we take Drimna first, the Rumnach, the sandy ridges, the end of the mountain range, the, the hills coming into Dublin. So the sandy ridges of Drimna, Drumnach. Um, I mentioned Crumlin. Well, Crumlin is Crumglinna, the Crooked Glen. That's the Lansdowne Valley. So again, the Crumglinna was the Crooked Glen and we use the phrase Crumlin. And then just beside it, we've Kimmich, Kamishka, and that's our river puddle. So the clear water of the river puddle. We'll come back to the River Poddle uh, because we have quite a bit to talk about there as well. Um, now, the, speaking of the suburbs, you there are uh, mentioned a few of those for us. It, it bring us back to Ballyfermot, which was where all of this started for you, for example. Very much so. I mean, Bally is Bally. So any of our Ballys, not just Dublin, as you said, it's all around the country. Uh, Ballyfermot comes from Bally Dermot. Dermot being a... Celtic chieftain, probably 4th century, really old name. But again, Ballyfermot, Ballyadirmot, that's where that comes from. And close by to it, um, that beautiful little place, Chapel is it, uh, down by the river, Chapelle Isolde, the famous legend of Tristram and Isolde. And Chapelle, of course, is a church and Chapelle quickly became chapel. So Chapel is it. Let's talk Dublin rivers for a while and uh, tell us how the rivers in and around the, the Dublin area derive from, from Irish? Well, I give you two really good examples and they are describing themselves. How about our Dodder, the river Dodder? Uh, Dodder is on Dutra, meaning turbulent, the Irish word for turbulent. So they weren't joking. I'm sure we've all seen the Dodder and it's been particularly turbulent. And then on the Tolka or on Tolkra, meaning flood. So again, describing exactly what the rivers did. So they're two tributaries of the Liffey. And you can imagine if they're in full flight, they're causing turbulent floods. And that's where their names came from. When the Dodder is causing a turbulent flood, it's getting some help, though, isn't it, from the puddle. Uh, how is that in any sense related to the Irish language? Uh, well, that, that's that's a really good one. And if we wanted to talk poddle, we could talk poddle all day here. <laughs> um, poddle comes from Ampuchail. And Ampuchail is an overflowing pot. So again, when the poddle decides to go into its flood, which it has done on so many occasions, it was doing exactly what it was called. It was acting like an overflowing pot and flooding the areas that it went through. So basically with the daughter, the poddle and the talca, there's nothing new under the sun. They flooded, uh, you know, Mm. 1500 years ago, presumably as well. Now, there's a little street in Dublin tucked away behind John's Lane Church just off Thomas Street, and it's called Mullina Hack. Where does that lyrically sounding name come from? <laughs> sounds a bit made up, doesn't it? It does a bit, yeah. It sounds like it's got something to do with journalism, but obviously not. <laughs> no, it's not to do with journalism, but there's an idea. Um, really, again, we go back to the, the Gaelic in this one. Uh, Mullina, Mullion, it's a mill. So um, it's a mill on the end of the line of the river just before that particular stream or mill race discharged into the Liffey. 
Now, the Nahak is a slightly uh, different <laughs> and, uh, uh, explanation. And maybe we should wait till the programme's airing after nine o'clock to do the really graphic <laughs> description. Uh, but it, let's say it wasn't the cleanest mill on the line. So it's certainly the dirty mill. And you can use another word to describe dirty on another occasion. So Mullenhack and that's, is... That's from Kaka. Kaka, exactly. That's exactly where it's from. Uh, so it's something that is expelled from the body at uh, at, at various times. Um, exactly, uh, and expelled colour. from lots of bodies, obviously. <laughs> and uh, this was the very end of the line. So this is the dirtiest mill on the line. But we still have the place name, Mullinahack. And Irish is not the only language where caca means what uh, we've just suggested, <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> suggested it means. Uh, so so in, in many cases, then, our street names or places are literal translations mm of the original Irish word, but that's not always the case. For example, Dolphin's Barn has nothing to do with dolphins. Uh, Maribone Lane has nothing to do with Maribone. Explain where they come from. There are two great examples. So Dolphin's Barn, the Irish variation is on Carnon or Carnon Cluck. So that comes from a burial mound that was located in the general area, a landmark used for marking out the boundaries of the city. So we still use on Carnon on the bus signs, for example, or in the post office stamp. The old name is used there. The Dolphin's Barn is a different thing altogether. It relates to a knight who was granted lands in the area, a David Dolphin. The barn might refer to a barren, a river. And then later on, the barn itself became the local church. So it was a penal church. So we have all sorts of variations within that. So you know, one small street sign can have a very, very long history to explain. Uh, you mentioned Marabone, Marabone Lane. Uh, oh, we get mileage out of this one because it's so interesting. Marabone Lane, in order to work out what it means, you need to look at the Irish on the street sign. So it's Lana Wira Wa, put there by Dublin City Council. So it's really a connection with Our Lady or Good Lady. It's it's a religious uh, term. And this brings us to our Huguenot community who were in the area, French speaking. So in one sign, we have French, we have Anglicised French, Dublinese French, and we have Irish. So Lana Wirawa, Marabone Lane should actually be Marie Le Bon Lane. So it's it's a beautiful description of our history in one street sign. Anna Simul Erfad, Gormila Mila Mahagut, Kathy. I think you've shown us that Irish is definitely all around us. And uh, I'd suggest that when anybody is out, not just in Dublin, but around the country, the street signs are uh, hopefully street signs in your town have been translated uh, into into Irish and you can have a look and you can try and guess at where at the origin of where this where this comes from some of them are absolutely fascinating so a smashing uh, insight into our native language Cathy Scuffle is a Dublin City Council historian in residence uh, Cathy many thanks uh, for joining us this evening Gordamila Mahagat Ismahishin Miles Gormagat that's all we've time for on this evening's programme. Details of all our items as well as podcasts are available on our website, rte.ie forward slash history show. My thanks tonight to Tommy O'Sullivan on sound and our researcher Liz Gillis. The History Show is a Pegasus production for RTE. 
For now, from me, Miles Dungan, and producer Lorcan Clancy, goodbye and thanks for listening. And thank you very much indeed, Miles Dungan and the team there on The History Show. And also you can listen back to The History Show and indeed to all of our programmes here on RTE Radio 1 by just logging on to the website rte.ie forward slash radio or going to our podcast section as well. Each programme has its own podcast section. It's at rte.ie forward slash podcasts.